This week on the Off the Crossbar podcast, we welcome back good Victoria boy Jesse King to the show as his return to the NLL was cut short, but his return to lacrosse has new life as he's headed to Utah in the PLL Island for July's PLL Championship Series. All that and more right here on OTCB. What is good, lacrosse fans? Happy Thursday. Welcome back to another edition of the Off the Crossbar podcast. My name is Teddy Jenner. You can find me on Twitter at Off the Crossbar, or you can email me teddy.jenner at gmail.com. Also, head over to Instagram and follow the new IG page, OTCB Podcast. Uh, There we'll post clips, tease interviews, stuff like that, and just another place where you can get a hold of me and find our wicked delicious content. Um, what's going on? How is the week? Things are slowly starting to progress to a little bit of normalcy. I've been given the okay to head back to start teaching yoga. Thank goodness, because A, my body is starting to look a little more chubby. Actually, husky has been the word that I've always been called. Um... But it's also good for the mind, and uh, I'm excited to get back inside the studio. Uh, Marcus Holman on Twitter put out a great little three-tweet thread just about the benefits of yoga to him and the things that it has helped him with and how it has benefited his not only lacrosse game but mental, physical, spiritual game as well. So I retweeted that little thread, and I said, if you haven't added yoga to your weekly regimen of training as a lacrosse player or as an athlete, I highly recommend you do so. There is a stigma about yoga that you have to be able to touch your toes with your elbows and stand on your head with your legs crossed and arms in prayer position to do yoga. That is not true at all. Anytime you are just stretching, you're doing half of yoga. So even if you're just reaching your hands way back above your head in a big morning stretch or a yawn, you're halfway to doing yoga. And I know a lot of guys always come to me and say, man, I I can hardly bend over and touch my toes. I can't calm my mind. I can't do this. I can't. Those are all negative blockers that you're putting in front of yourself that's stopping you from growing and also stopping you from doing so many good things for your body. So if you have any questions about yoga, please reach out to me. I have many answers. I can point you in directions of websites and videos that will help you get started. Go to doyogawithme.com. It's a site out here done by a bunch of local yoga teachers, and essentially you can customize what you're watching and doing. So if you're an absolute beginner, and you just want to do like a half hour intro, you can do it. If you want to progress and do maybe a core work or strengthen your lower back or work on hamstrings, you can do that. 
all you have to do is just allow yourself to give in to the breath and breathing and let everything you've preconceived about doing yoga go. Take the competition out of yoga. Take all those mental blocks that you've put in front of you. Just let them all go. By stretching and breathing and flowing through the positions, you will become so much more mentally strong, but it's also going to help your heart rate. It's also going to help limber your body and, and grease the muscles and joints and bones. But it's also going to make you healthier. It's going to increase your metabolism and it's going to bring an energy to you that oftentimes you don't see. So trust me, you don't have to be able to bend over and do all the crazy things that you see yogis do. You can do 20 minutes every day, three or four poses, and you'll be fine. And you'll start to muscle memory into yourself the basics of yoga. And next thing you know, maybe you start to do it once a week, maybe twice a week. Maybe you go to a 30-minute class or maybe a 60-minute class. Build yourself up. That's the one thing you need to be able to do. And it's like any form of training that you do. The first time you go lifting weights, you're not going to try and lift 250 pounds. You got to start small. Anytime you're going to run a marathon, you don't run a marathon right away. You start with a couple miles running, walk a couple miles. So just like yoga, don't go and try to do the hardest things possible. Just start slowly. So I highly recommend it. Trust me, it's it's not an easy mental block to get over. Once you get into it and once you start doing it, it becomes that much easier. And your body, your mind, your head and your heart will thank you. So again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Do yoga with me.com. There's lots of good stuff there. Um, and don't worry. Don't judge yourself. Don't put those blocks in front of you. Just get out there and do it. It'll happen. Next thing you know, you'll be touching your toes with your elbows. Boom. Done. This week's guest is Jesse King. We'll get to him in a minute, but the the story of Jesse King through his NLL career has been one of massive ups and downs. Third overall in the 2015 entry draft by Georgia. His first two seasons were incredible. 77 points in his rookie year, 69 points in his second year, and was playing pretty much every game, every big offensive situation in Georgia, and he was on the scene and everybody knew who Jesse King was. And then he gets traded to Calgary, in a flip for Holden Katoni that was a great trade for both teams and both players. There was so much hype around Jesse King being in Calgary and what he was going to do for that club. And matching him with Dane Doby and Curtis Dixon and everybody they had there in Calgary. But then he gets hurt in the summer with the Victoria Shamrocks and misses... The majority of the season for Calgary comes back the last two games and he's a part of their championship run and everything's great. Calgary can't lose a game with Jesse King in their lineup. 
Kinger goes on to have an incredible summer with the Victoria Shamrocks. Like, everything is starting to roll in his favor. And then he kind of messes up his knee early in camp, has to take some time off, comes back into the season, and then, boom. Shoulder injury. Four games in, done for the season. Well, not done for the season. There's done for quite a while. But as he has always done, Jesse King didn't let an injury set him back. All he did was step over that hurdle and make himself better. Make himself stronger and making sure the next time he's put in that position, he's going to be okay. He was on pace for a return to the National Lacrosse League with the Roughnecks, and then COVID came. And everything shut down, and the Shamrock shut down, and Jesse King was lost without a stick in his hand. He didn't know where to be. He didn't know when the next time he was going to play again. He didn't really have something to try and push himself to. And that can be hard for an athlete especially when coming back from an injury. Because when you're rehabbing back from an injury, you have an end goal. You have a date circled on your calendar. I want to be ready for that date and that game. And when the whole pandemic shut everything down, there was no date anymore circled on the calendar for Jesse King. But he'll tell you, He didn't let that slow him down. He continued to push. He continued to train. He continued to rehab. He continued to do all the things that he needed to do so that no matter what or when that next moment was going to be, he was going to be ready. And now that next moment is Utah and the PLL Championship Series in July. Hearing Jesse King talk about this opportunity and the excitement and the energy in his voice is awesome. It's invigorating. It's infectious. The kid just loves to play lacrosse. And anybody who is a lacrosse fan knows that this guy deserves to be healthy for a long period of time. And I hope this is the start of an incredible run for Jesse King. He's the newest member of the PLL's Chrome. He's a Calgary Roughneck, a Shamrock, and a good Victoria boy. He's Jesse King right here, one-on-one, on the Off the Crossbar podcast. Your defense put on by the 11th-year man in Curtis Manning. Mitch Wilde ahead of the pack, shot, score. Jesse King, fastest to the ball, takes the feed, buries five-hole from Mitch Wilde. Dixon low shovel, King finds the inside post. 7-5, Calgary. Belgrave trots far out, exchanging places with Mike Carnegie. Jesse King makes it five straight goals for Calgary. And again, four of the five are from deep. You can think of him in the conversation in the early going of a rookie to keep his eye on. That man, no rookie. He was an all-rookie team performer. Jesse King now with four. Joined now by Jesse King of the Victoria Shamrocks, the Calgary Roughnecks, and now of the PLL Chrome. Kinger, how are you, brother? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on today. 
uh, I appreciate you coming back. It's a beautiful day here on the island. Um, you're not out golfing today, though. You're locked out of your apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what happens when you're new to running. You don't get the uh, you don't get the the routine down pat of <laughs> bringing your keys. So, but it's good good for you. It works out well for you, and uh, it's good timing. Absolutely. Um, were you running? Were you running just because, or were you running because you got the call from the Chrome? Um, I actually, I mean, I started running more frequently when um, COVID kind of kicked in. Uh, I live uh, just off the gorge, so I can do a good like five k like loop where I run downtown and run back to my apartment. So. I was I did that last night and then I just forgot to attach the keys back to my freaking uh, lanyard. So I'm like got up to go to the gym this morning and now I'm like, oh, they're not there anymore. So um, it's it's always you're always training for something and this is just a nice added bonus. And now you have a little bit of something extra special to train for in the you know coming month. We'll talk about the PLL in Utah momentarily, but. You're unfortunately been a guy that's had a rash of injuries over the last couple of years. Um, how is the body doing and, and how's the shoulder, which is the most recent injury? Yeah, body feels good. Um, like I said, the whole running thing, um, being a little new, I'm not doing it as much now that I'm seeing, you know, the gyms kind of slowly opening up um, and like the spin studios, studios opening up. So it's always great to get into those places to, you know, get some connection and see some people and enjoy a little bit of the community, especially, you know, now that it's getting nice out, you can, you know, go to a class and then walk to a coffee shop or something like that. So I've been enjoying that a lot. Um, but yeah, I just did, like I trained this morning with my uh, trainer and, you know, my, my surgeon is giving me the go basically that I'm, you know, pretty close to a hundred percent. It's, uh, it's nice to know that uh, I'm healthy and, you know, starting with the running, you know, it's, it's sitting at a little bit of a lower weight for myself, which is nice. Um, I feel really good. I feel strong. I feel a little bit of different training that's changed up a little bit just from my trainer from the roughnecks during the, the again, the whole like COVID quarantine session has really kind of changed my body a little bit, but um, I'm just excited, you know, just excited to play some lacrosse again. You know, I think that knowing that I was going to be coming back at the end of the season and then the season kind of falling short and knowing that Shamrocks was going to get canceled in the summer, then you're kind of like, well, I don't really know when the next time I'm going to be playing is, and now I do. So it's exciting. Yeah, that's got to be uh, a tough feeling being in that limbo and that unknown area of what is next. What were you kind of planning bef- to do with yourself before the PLO called? Were you going to become a pro golfer? <laughs> I don't I don't think pro golf is ever going to be in my future. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love to be out there. And like you said, it's a gorgeous day today. Um, Victoria, we're very lucky. We get probably some of the best weather across the world. Um, I, so I'm golfing when I can, especially, you know, with my dad, it's a really good thing to spend time with him and my brother. Um, and then of course with the boys, whenever you can get, get out on a course is always exciting. Um, we have some beautiful courses here in Victoria. Um, obviously, and I, uh, 
I'm going. I will be there on Sunday. I will be golfing this Sunday. Um, but today we're going to take it easy. Um, I'm going to. Like I said, I went to the gym this morning. I had to train, or I'm going to go to a spin class again tonight. And between now and then, I'll probably just kind of hang out and do some food prep or something from home on my day off, which is nice. Uh, there are a lot of Islanders in the Mass Lacrosse League. How connected are you with, with those guys? And, and are you guys like working out and hanging out together just to stay active and fit? Um, I haven't seen Dutchie or the guys too much. Obviously, it's pretty hard to see people, um, especially people who have kids, mm-hmm. uh, with the whole quarantine COVID uh, going on. So it's more been a texting basis between us guys. Um, and we're kind of all scattered across Victoria and have like our own little friend groups outside of lacrosse. So I'm training with buddies that ha- like do play lacrosse, like Conrad and stuff. So it's right. I see them more often than not. And especially now that people are trying to work for full time, like right out of COVID it's, uh, it, I don't know. It just, it just has been changing a little bit of like, kind of like your perception, like your, your circle of your people that you spend time with is smaller because you don't want to cross over any boundaries of that quarantine area. And, um, everyone has so many different things going on, obviously every single day. So you can't, a lot of time it's just hard to get together. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I, like I, I was, I've been able to get to see like, uh, some of my closer friends lately, which has been really good. But outside of that, it's kind of keeping it a tight net circle, you know, have you been able to catch up with my boy, Chris Wardle? Uh, I seen Chris uh, a couple times. He's, uh, he's been like, he's kind of like, we're not in each other's like circle at the moment. Right. So like, I don't want to jump into his like circle of people like too early, um, without crossing boundaries, if that makes any sense. Um, especially with him, like he, I don't think he ever stopped working. So he's obviously busy. Um, I've got a couple friends from work that I've been hanging out with just cause you see them at work anyways. So it kind of works out that way, but I definitely need to go golf. I think it's his birthday pretty soon, so I want to go uh, hopefully golf with him on his birthday. So well, that's let's definitely get to. let's definitely get that done. <laughs> let's yeah, get a but, crew uh, and let's go. I think he's been running a lot lately too, because um, I hear from like uh, our buddy D Bell who works at uh, Golf Town. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing Chris a lot, and he's they said he, he said they've been running together and stuff. So um, it sounds like he's doing his thing as well, kind of waiting for. Again, that kind of like when you know you're going to be playing lacrosse again. Mm-hmm. I know he's probably dying more than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when was the last time you picked up your stick? Uh, yesterday. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been pretty active with my stick. Um, even if it's just, you know, I go to my parents for dinner and I keep my I always keep my stick either in my car or in my whenever I leave my apartment. Just to yeah. you never know what you're going to run into. Sure. Um, but it's nice when you go over to like my parents for family dinner and my brother's there and we'll always have a catch or, you know, we'll go to the box occasionally here and there, but I've got, um, the box near me. I, I have topaz. I wouldn't really go to right now just because of, so I'm not about to do that, but there's a, there's some walls kicking around around here. You that can probably you can go to find. Brayfoot. You can go to Brayfoot box. That's got to be pretty close to you. Yeah, Bracelet's not bad. It's probably, it's a little bit farther, but um, if I'm going to go anywhere, I'm just going to go to JDF with my brother yeah. or yeah. 
someone out that way just because then again it's an excuse to head out that way as well yeah, absolutely um when this covid situation you know kind of hit you were in the middle of, of rehab you had just had surgery like a month before or a month and a half before did that slow once you realized there wasn't going to be a cross did that kind of slow your rehab down or did you kind of amp it back up because you knew there wasn't going to be lacrosse or there wasn't a timeline to get back to um I mean, I think unintentionally it probably slowed down a little bit just because you weren't able to get to, you know, I wasn't able to go to a physio right. and like have, you know, the guys at Modus kind of like stretch me out or like work on my shoulder. So it kind of like, it took me for surprise in that sense. Um, so I had to be doing the things that I needed to be done kind of at my apartment at home and I think that's kind of like, that's how maybe it have slowed down, but it wasn't built for the lack of effort. You know, mm-hmm. like I was still doing things that I needed to do to get done for my shoulder stretching and, you know, even just to get back into or try and get back into game shape. I'm a true believer that the only way you can get back in a game shape or game shape is actually playing games. Um, there's just nothing like playing in a game compared to, you know, training. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, it's not like I, it wasn't a lack of effort. Like I said, it was, I was doing whatever I was capable of doing or whatever I was allowed to do. And then once this kind of COVID thing happened and everything kind of took a shift to like online or over zoom or whatever, um, I was trying to do that. The gym that I have go to in town forge, they were hosting like online strength classes, which is like a lot of body weight and, you know, high repetition, um, actions or, you know, even like the, they had like beginner level, like boxing classes where you're like learning how to do like combinations, which is a really good sweat and it's really good cardio work. And then they always finish again with like some kind of like, uh, AMRAP or, you know, EMOM kind of work style mm-hmm. workout at the end, which is really, it's really beneficial for lacrosse players knowing that, you know, you work for a short amount of time and then you kind of have a rest. Um, so that's kind of where I've been as far as training, um, but now that I'm able to get into a gym, like I, I was talking with my trainer today, he's like, yeah, it's good. You're running and it's good. You're doing, you know, getting a lift in like upper or lower per week, but it's good time now to get kind of start getting that, um, like load management as far as like shifting from side to side now that we can have like actually spend some time together. So I think we'll be getting outside again in this nice weather a little bit more frequently in the upcoming couple of weeks. How important is that that short recovery or quick short recovery for lacrosse players? As you mentioned, you know, you go for 30, 40 seconds and you get the 30, 40 seconds, you got to go again. <laughs> How important is that to to continue to work that that those quick fire muscles and that quick recovery? Yeah, it's it's so important. And I feel like this like style of field lacrosse too that we're about to, that I'm about to step into the first time is a lot more, um, like a lot more correlation to like the quick box across game. You know, you like, I feel like in the old style field across games where you could have like up to like a two minute possession, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's hard to train for both styles of across, but now, you know, there's the shot clock that's inputted. This field's a little bit smaller. Um, it's a lot more similar to what I'm used to. So being able to train for that is, just as important and (laughs) I remember when I again like when I was starting to do my runs at the start of COVID I remember like the first time that I tried to do like the 5k like 
I would run for like two minutes and I'd be gassed and I'd like yeah. walk and then two minutes on and then like walk and like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is like, well, whoops. That's <laughs> like, right. holy crap. Like, this is what we're like built for. Right. Like, this is what I can tell the difference of like how I'm like running with my girlfriend and she's just like straight going. And I'm like, she's yeah, I can, yeah, she's just cruising. <laughs> right. And I'm like going for like 30 seconds and like pausing and then going for, you know, so it was, uh, and now I'm like at the point where I've done it a bunch of times and I can just do it straight up without a pause. So it's, it's interesting. It's so cool to see, you know, your body change and your body transform for like how the, what you're training for and how you're training. So that like intermittent training is so important to be able to, you know, give it your all for 30 seconds or 40 seconds, knowing that you're going to get a little bit of a break afterwards. And then, you know, you're right back into it. Like I said, so let's talk about the the PLL and let's kind of move our focus towards Utah. Who who called you to let you know you were going to be a member of the Premier Lacrosse League? <laughs> um, I had I had expressed interest in it. Um, the the guys who started it last season they actually had reached out to me to try and do it last year, but I had just missed a summer of Shamrocks Lacrosse and really wanted to, you know, kind of, I, I, I really wanted to become like this, a leader on the Shamrocks team because that's, you know, where it kind of all began essentially for lacrosse for me is watching those lacrosse games when I was a kid. And I loved playing in Victoria in the summer in front of, you know, all your friends and your family. So it was something that was really special to me. So I kind of was like, Hey, like, to be honest, like, I think I just want to stay in Victoria this summer. I really want to, you know, try and win a man cup here again. Um, so I kind of deferred and was like, like, good luck. Um, Ooh. hope you do well. And then, um, uh, I don't know, like over the, just like seeing how awesome the league transpired last year and how, you know, well it was organized. I kind of had was like a second take at it and was like, hmm, maybe like I should try this. And I kind of had mentioned it to, the management for Shamrocks and they were like, listen, as long as you can, you know, get your games in and play in the playoffs, like that's fine. Like I understand like you want to do what you want to do. And I was like, that's awesome. So I had already reached out and asked, um, coach Sudan, Ooh. like, Hey, do you want, do you want like a big lefty? And, uh, because I actually had co- coach Sudan, when I played for the Rochester Rattlers right, back right. in, uh, I think it was 2016 or 17, yeah. um, in the summer. And the core group of guys that play on this Chrome team are from that team. And that's like yeah. kind of the reason that I reached out to coach Sudan and he had just got the coaching job. So it made it really easy transition for him being like, you know, like we'd love to have you. Um, we may, if you put your name into the player pool, there's no like guarantee that we're going to get you, but I would love to try. And I was like, well, I would love to come play for you guys. And kind of like that rats, like core group of guys and, and, you know, kind of everything just kind of fell into place and got picked up by the team that I wanted to be picked up by. And now, you know, I get to go play with these guys for the summer and they're excited. I'm excited. So It'll be, uh, it's going to be a wild ride at PLL Island. You know, it's PLL, the, <laughs> PLL Island in, in they're, Utah. That's what they're calling it. I know. Yeah. The they're calling Utah. It. And it's, uh, it'll be so, it'll be really cool. Like, you know, the whole lacrosse world, if you think about it, is going to be looking at 
this like two and a half week venture mm-hmm. that this like there's no sports going on essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, NBA and NHL will probably be back in in by then. Um, but obviously that's limited to what they can do. So yeah. And you guys are going to be on NBC when there was going to be yeah. Olympics covers. Like that's huge, man. Like yeah, it, it, it be, may be one of the biggest stages our sport has ever been on. Absolutely. So I think that if you can take a chance to be a part of something like that, like I think it's a no brainer if you ask mm-hmm. me. Um, um, and like I said, I get to be with like the group of guys that I've played with and they're all like fantastic guys. And it's, it's so exciting. How awesome is Sudo as a coach? Well, just Sudo's as a person in general. Yeah. He, he <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah. He, um, he re- like, I had my eyes open when I like, went to Rochester and saw the culture that they had created there. And I knew that like, that culture is the kind of culture that I wanted to kind of try and create in Victoria as like being a leader there. And mm-hmm. it's so hard to, to reach, like just kind of create something that he's done because he's so good at what he does. And the team is just like a family and it's, and I tr- like truly mean that. And it's so, it's so awesome what he's going to be able to do now as like the coach of, this team, you know, he's going to bring in guys that are good people as well as good lacrosse players. And I think that's where it all begins. hundred percent. What's a uh, swap the fly. <laughs> swap the fly is uh coach Ross, coach bad Ross. When he was uh, my uh, offensive coordinator, my senior year, I think he was only there for one of my years. Yeah. Only one of my years. Um, at oh, Ohio wow. State. Yeah. yeah he, like saw me and was like, why can you not shoot the ball 110 miles an hour? Like you're ginormous. And I was like, I don't know. And then he sh- I, sh- I showed him how I formed for my shooting. And he's like, Oh, like this is why. And he basically recreated my shooting form. Really? Um, yeah. Basically just because like I, I play box across, right? Like I'm shooting from with my hands pretty close to my body uh, because I don't need to shoot the ball that hard. So like when I went to Ohio and no one ever taught me any differently, like we, we didn't have any coaches when I like that, when we yeah, were yeah, in yeah, yeah. Victoria, you know, like yeah. it was like, here, go get a, go get a, an M&M one-on-one and go run by a guy. That's what field lacrosse was to us here. So yeah, 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 yeah. he showed me some shooting drills. One of them is called squat the fly. And it's like the most, tedious drill where you pick up like a basically you pick up like a 10 pound shaft with a head attached to it that like you can't shoot worth crap with it because it's so heavy and the head is just like so mush and you shoot you do like one partner basically just like lobs the ball up to where your stick is and you like shoot it and like all in one motion and then then once you do like two or three reps with the they call it the power shaft you drop the power shaft and you pick up your normal stick and it's like night and day how light your stick feels obviously after that. Right. So that was a big drill and he had me doing it with my left hand and my right hand. And it was like always the drill that I just like, when I think of a shooting drill, that's the drill that I think of. So props to coach Ross. (laughs) Have you ever been to Utah? Have you ever been near it? You know what to expect of flats and Mountain? Yeah, I I drove through Utah, I believe. 
if I'm not mistaken. I maybe I didn't, but I drove home from Columbus one year when I was at school, and I'm pretty sure we went through Utah at some point. But it's not like I was there for very long. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're excited for for this whole process and and to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's a little bit outside Salt Lake City, but like we're gonna be. Again, right where the Olympics were in whatever year they were there. Is that 2010? Yeah. Uh, no, that was 04? 04? 02? Yeah, 02? 02, maybe when the... 06, yeah, 02. 02, 2002. Yeah, so that was like, that'll be pretty cool, obviously. Um, I just think the whole idea of, it's it's like March Madness for basketball, mm-hmm. but it's lacrosse. This is a dream. This is a dream for like lacrosse players to have like a bracket, like a professional team to have like a bracketology like style, like round robin, and then you're getting put into a bracket, and then like you know you're facing off for the winner. I think that's like all in three weeks. Like it's gonna be freaking crazy. So it's a uh, it's awesome, and I think we have a really good shot. Uh, winning it you know that all the teams are so talented and it'll just be it's going to be a lot of fun i'm just yeah. excited to see some of the guys too like you haven't i haven't seen in years uh that you stay in contact with so those guys are i've missed them and uh, i look forward to seeing all really i i think what the pll has done in a year and a half has just been incredible just the 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 layout, how they've done their social media, how they interact. Yeah, the marketing with is phenomenal. It it has been phenomenal. And I think this is just um, the tipping point for for what pro lacrosse can be and what we can do as a sport. And I think this is going to be an incredible opportunity. Um, while you've been in Calgary, you also had some incredible opportunities to work with some great foundations. And um, the Alberta Animal Rescue Crew has been one that you've been really a part of. Uh, how special is the AARC to you? Yeah, the ARCs team is really cool. Um, I I was really, like, honestly upset that, you know, I couldn't go get – it was, like, really bad timing where I, like, got hurt and then couldn't continue to go out and, like, go see their actual, um, like, facility where they do all the work. Um, basically, they're a foundation that – they take in all types of animals throughout uh, Alberta that and that are like sick or are in need of care, and then they foster them outside of that. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it was really sweet when we got to meet some of the people that you know put in their time there, and then you know they brought like the from the pictures they brought like puppies to the floor, which was just awesome. You know, <laughs> who doesn't love to play with dogs? <laughs> yeah everyone you know so it was uh it was really cool to have you know a team like the Roughnecks support you know not only me but then like something that you know not only myself but yourself being a dog owner or Mm -hmm. you know like especially for you like someone who's rescued a dog like profits like that are like just so special and they like hit home for you so it's uh I look forward to working more with them and hopefully I'll have a full season where I can go out and visit their facilities without, you know, any cameras around. So you can just like really embrace it and really see how connected these people get to these animals. And, you know, they save lives there, you know, they save animals lives. So it's, uh, it's really special. And I'm really grateful that Calgary was able to, you know, raise even just some money this year and hopefully next year, obviously we can break that goal and raise some more for them so that they're able to continue on with what they do. 
How close were you to hijacking a puppy into your gear bag hole? <laughs> uh, pretty, uh, pretty close. You know, it's yeah. it's interesting because, uh, I mean, you know what it is, what it's like in Victoria. Like you live in an apartment, and it's you know you can still like have a dog in an apartment because you can walk around anywhere, and it's it, you have there's like a field or a trail or something around the place. So I'm uh, I'm hoping to have a dog sometime soon. Is the dog going to be sponsored by Lulu? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know if they're too stoked that I'll be uh, leaving for potentially five weeks. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. <laughs> well, I'm sure you could probably get the PLL on as a sponsor and fitting yeah. guys in Under Armour. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I have no idea. It's uh, <laughs> it's a little bit outside of my realm now. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's been a crazy past couple of years for my man. Uh, with the injuries and, and just the unknown of seasons happening and not happening. Uh, I appreciate the conversations always stay healthy. Do not, I repeat, do not get hurt in Utah. Lacrosse fans <laughs> around the world are pleading to see a full year of Jesse King. And Lacrosse. <laughs> I know I'm having people like tweet at me, like, please don't let Jesse get hurt in, in right? Utah. We got a bubble wrap here. <laughs> Come on. Like I, this needs to, like, I got to have some kind of luck coming my way here. Right. Like if that's how it works. I think so. I think you're <laughs> due for like an Ironman streak of like a couple of years. In a row. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> easily buddy. I'm, uh, I'm, I just want two. It's like, like give me like two seasons where I don't, where it doesn't happen. <laughs> but we'll go from there after that. Yeah, we'll go there, and we'll get out golf, and we'll go celebrate Wardle's birthday. And uh, yeah, there we go. Enjoy Utah. Best of luck, buddy. Appreciate time as always. Yeah, I appreciate being on. That was awesome. Thank you. There's Jesse King, one of the newest members of Tim Sudan's Chrome in the PLL. Getting set to head to Utah in about a month's time. And like we kind of talked about, this is going to be a massive, massive stage for the sport of lacrosse. I'm very interested to watch how this unfolds because, so what, there are three weeks, two and a half weeks they're going to be in Utah. It's not exactly a lacrosse mecca for fans. I don't know how many fans are going to be able to put out there. It's just going to be a very interesting scene. But everything so far that the PLL has done has been fantastic. They make sure that they take the necessary steps. And I believe what Paul Rabel and Mike Rabel and everybody involved with the PLL are doing, I don't see how this can't be a success. It's going to be phenomenal. I, I can't wait. NBC Sports uh, NBC Sports Gold, I think, is now available to us up here in Canada. So now we'll be able to watch all the PLL games. It's going to be in the time slot that NBC was going to be airing the Olympics. So that's a huge boost. And it's going to be some of the best lacrosse players in the world, or most of the best lacrosse players in the world down there playing. So I'm super excited, and I'm also real happy that Jesse King gets this opportunity to play. Again, you know, he had reached out 
to the PLL a couple years ago, but he had just come off that injury and he wanted to make sure he gave the Shamrocks a full season. And now with no other lacrosse to play, Kinger gets that opportunity and I think he's going to thrive in that scenario. He joked that he might have to be playing some MIDI on social media the other day. Actually, it was the night he was out for his run and forgot to put his keys back on his lanyard. But I'm very excited to to watch it. I'm excited for all the guys that are going to get a chance to get out there and just play some lacrosse. And I'm excited for lacrosse fans and sport fans around the world that are going to be able to see uh, the best field lacrosse that's going on right now. And the only lacrosse that's going on right now. So thanks, Jesse King, for giving us some time. Uh, Please stay healthy, my friend. Please. Fingers crossed. Tapping all the omens and the dolls and the lucky charms. Stay healthy, my friend. We need this to be a long run of healthy seasons for Jesse King. Not much else in the lacrosse world going on right now, although the Lacrosse Flash, our fine friends over there, will be putting out their league awards. Not the true final voted awards by the actual league, but... The votes done by the Lacrosse Flash crew, uh, those events and awards will start to be popping out very shortly, so you'll be able to have a chance to rip us for who we thought was the best player, best goalie, rookie, and all those fancy awards. It's not easy. We talked about this last week on the show. It's not easy, A, to pick these votes, or pick the winners, or at least the nominees, but the talent level is just so good right now. You just, it's hard to pick. Like we did, I think, the, we're doing the big team guy award for, the, you know, the best teammate kind of thing. And I think all of us picked a different guy. That one, that award's a little different than others. So it can be a wide variety of players. But, you know, the Rookie of the Year race is close. Transition is close. And those are the two awards that really get dissected a lot when it comes to year-end awards in the National Crossy because there are so many variables that can be looked at. So make sure you're subscribed to all of the Lacrosse Flash's socials as we'll be putting out our awards, I, hope, I think, possibly in the next couple of days. So uh, we'll run through that and... We'll be able to discuss many and all of them if you wish. Because I'm sure some of you will disagree with some and others will be spot on. The National Crossing is having their Board of Governor meetings this weekend. Uh, the plan is to have Jessica Berman on the show next week to try and talk about some of the topics that were discussed there. And there, I believe there are some very interesting topics. I don't have anything confirmed, so I don't want to say anything that is out there that maybe not be out there or that's being talked about that's not being talked about. But there are some interesting topics. Uh, when we had the commissioner on a couple weeks ago, uh, there was the conversation of when the, the regular season would start next year. I know that one for sure is being discussed, but uh, Jessica will hopefully be on the show with us next week, and we can talk about many of the things that are going around the National Lacrosse League since we don't have a championship or finals to talk about. Sad face emoji. That should do it for another episode of the show this week. Again, you can find me 
on Twitter at Off the Crossbar, or you can email me teddy.jenner at gmail.com. Check out the new podcast page on Insta, OTCB Podcast. And of course, follow the crew at Lacrosse Flash wherever your socials are handiest. So until we speak again, stay safe, keep smiling, and as always, be excellent to each other.